Entrepreneur on Fire 611. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. When you get to choose from dozens of designs and have the opportunity for several rounds of revisions, what's not to love? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Taking control of your business means finding the best possible processes for your business. Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sally Hogshead. Sally, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite. Pass me that kerosene, baby. (laughs) Sally is the world's authority on the science of fascination. Based on her studies of over 300,000 people, her company developed the first methodology to actually measure your personal brands named the Fascination Advantage. Sally returns to Fire Nation by popular demand to share the results from the over 1,600 listeners who jumped on her last offer when she gave away her fascination advantage. And we'll also be chatting with you about her new book, How the World Sees You, with another treat, Fire Nation, awaiting you. So Sally, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, then give us an overview of what you have going on, girl. Ooh, I love that, John. Thank you. I started the first half of my career as an advertising copywriter. And what I loved about being a copywriter was finding those perfect words to describe a brand, the perfect words that when somebody would hear those words, they would say, yes, I want that product or I I want to be part of that. The first client I ever worked on was Nike. Do you remember the Nike tagline, John? Just do it. Exactly. So when Nike says just do it, they're not talking about shoelaces and rubber. Nike's talking about a whole philosophy, a whole approach to life. They're not just talking about the company. They're talking about their employees, their belief system. They're talking about the attitude that you have when you work out. And when you feel that those three words, it's visceral. It makes you want to take action, doesn't it? And that's what, that's what a great tagline does. And what I, what I found is that we as individuals need to have a tagline for our personality too. We need to understand the perfect words that we could use to describe ourselves to get people wanting to feel like they are, that they're part of our brand, they're part of our community and that they want to take action immediately. So today I want to show people how to write that tagline for their personality and to find those perfect words to describe who they already are at their best. So Fire Nation, we're jumping off the Fire Nation Entrepreneur on Fire typical track today. We're not going down that flow. Sally was episode 400 where she blew it out of the water. So just type in Sally in the search bar if you want to listen to that first amazing episode about her journey. Today, Sally's in control because she gave away this free fascination advantage test and Fire Nation, you responded. Over 1,600 people went on there and took that free test that she gave to us with a $37 value, basically just handing away $60,000. So Sally, first off, thank you for that. But the content that you got from that, we're going to be sharing with you today, Fire Nation, so you can know exactly what we have going on as a nation itself. And we're going to be really focusing in on her book, 
how the world sees you. Discover your highest value through the science of fascination. So, Sally, I can't wait to dive into that. I know you're going to turn the tables on me, and I'm excited to have my feet Uh held to the fire. But (laughs) right before we do, let's get our success quote rocking to really get Fire Nation sparked up. Okay, I believe this so strongly. So I want I want you to write this down and put it in front of you and remember this every day. And the quote is this, to become more successful, you don't have to change who you are. You have to become more of who you are. So in this conversation today, John, I want everybody to end this discussion having a clear idea of who they are at their best so that they can be at their best, be at their highest value every time they communicate, every time they open their mouth to speak or offer an opinion or send a tweet so that people listen to them and hear them at their most valuable to take action and remember what they say. Mm, Love that. Fire Nation, absorb that, feel that, make that part of your authentic self. And Sally, What we're going to do now is really do that deep dive into, again, your book, How the World Sees You. So I'm going to just lead into it by asking you about the book and then pretty much turn over the reins to you because I want you to walk us through exactly what you know that Fire Nation is going to get out of this book. And again, we're going to turn the tables on me, on Fire Nation. We're just going to have some fun. So Sally, tell us about your new book, How the World Sees You. A traditional personality assessment measures how you see the world. A lot of us have done assessments like StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs, Colby, DISC, and these are great assessments. They give us a really important measurement, and that measurement is how you see the world. But today, as things become more distracted, more competitive, more crowded, more commoditized, it's not enough to just know how you see the world. You need to understand how the world sees you at your best. So when people talk about personal branding, it's very difficult to understand exactly what your personal brand should be. It's it's hard to choose those perfect words to describe yourself. And when I created this assessment, I didn't base it on psychology. I didn't base it on how you see the world. I based it on how the world sees you. And so this gives you a really new set of data. It's a, it's a new perspective on yourself, a new way to see yourself. And I found that there's something very optimistic about being able to see the best of how the world sees you. I want you to think about it like this, John. Imagine a mirror. Imagine when when you look in a mirror and you see the reflection of yourself, you're seeing how you see yourself. And you're seeing yourself with all the imperfections, all the perceived flaws, all the insecurities. So your, your perception of yourself may not always be accurate. But what if you could have a different mirror? What if you had a mirror that could show you the best of how the world sees you, a mirror that didn't just reflect yourself back to you, but that showed you why people value you, why they fall in love with you, why they champion for you, why they follow you and promote you. What makes people cherish your communication? What's the very best in how your listener hears you and how your audience sees you and how your followers follow every word you say and hang on your next tweet? That would be an amazing experience to be able to look at the best of how the world sees you. And so this assessment is not just measuring who you are today. It's who you are at your best so that you can constantly see this aspirational vision of of what you can live into in your work and in your life. And as I began this assessment, you and I talked last time about how I had a critical pivot in my business as an entrepreneur. That the, the assessment began just as a, it was an experiment. You know, we was, I was working on my last book, Fascinate, and, um, that, that I created this. And then my husband said to me, Hey, well, what if you, 
what if you created a personality assessment based on all this research that you've been doing? And that's how we created the assessment. And it, and it grew faster than I could have imagined. <laughs> and what I've seen is when you, when you show somebody how their personality is most likely to add value, those distinct qualities that make them different than everybody else becomes very easy for them to use that every time they communicate, very easy for them to feel more confident and more authentic and to create a more positive first impression every time they speak. And so the assessment um, which has been a huge driver of my business. It's been a, it's been a huge part of, of what we sell. We decided that to celebrate the launch of this new book, that we would do something <laughs> that made our accountant look at us <laughs> wide eyed. We said, what if we give it away for free for a month to everybody? What if anybody who wants to take the assessment? Anybody who wants to look in that magic mirror and see the best of how the world sees them, what if they could take it? And so I'm, this might be crazy that we're taking our number one most profitable product and, and giving it away for free, but we want to do this for a month as an experiment and we're calling it Project Fascination. And so when, one of the first thoughts that I had when, when we created this idea of, of giving this away to allowing people to pay it forward, to make this a community outreach program that uh, imagine that you, you want your office to be able to play at a higher level. You have a nonprofit that you want to inspire. You have a college class that you teach or a friend who's feeling demoralized. Maybe you want to know about your, more about your Twitter followers or you really want to engage people with your Facebook friends. You can give them the code that John and I are going to be giving today and you can give it to them for free and your code won't expire until July 24th. So until then, people can keep paying it forward and sharing it. And we want it, it. It's not a it's not a fire nation, but it might be a fascination nation. <laughs> fascination nation. That has an incredible ring, Sally. I think you better <laughs> go check out GoDaddy. That and would be our love that. child. <laughs> that would be our love child. Absolutely. We won't tell our significant others about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Sally, I'm so excited for Fire Nation because, again, 1,600 plus took advantage of this last time, and we had only put it out there for 500, but I think we both underestimated how quickly Fire Nation was going to jump on it, and before your assistant took it down, she was like, whoops, I think we've just had 1,600 people go through this, and again, you do the math at $37, that's just a touch under $60,000, so I can see why your accountant's eyes got a little wide when you're talking about this kind of stuff, and Let's be honest though, Fire Nation, we've taken Myers-Briggs. We've gone through Strake Finders. You know, a lot of them luckily have gone through the Fascination Advantage before. So let's talk about this because I went through the assessment and it was such a game changer for me. And I really want to talk, and again, this is part of that flipping of the tables where you now, Sally, are going to kind of take the fire whip here and lead this train because <laughs> I was a victor. So what do we go from here? Well, first of all, let's let's describe a victor. Victors are very goal oriented. You have it's almost like you have a built in horsepower to be able to go after goals and to get results. When you when you go after something, you're not going after it in a mamby pamby way. You're not <laughs> going to get distracted easily. You want to stay focused on how can you achieve, how can you contribute at the highest level. Your personality has primary prestige. Prestige is the language of excellence. People who have a primary advantage of prestige are natural go getters. They want to be able to impress and influence. They know 
know exactly how to push their performance for themselves and to bring an audience with them. And that's something that we see, John, in the way that you communicate with us every time you have a conversation or an interview. Everything you do is at a higher standard. You post your revenue there on the blog so that we can watch as the bar keeps rising and you teach us how to raise that bar. Then your secondary advantage, meaning your second built-in natural capacity for success, your secondary advantage is power. Power is the language of confidence. That means when you communicate, you're going to feel most comfortable when you're in a position of leadership. You're going to be perceived at your most authentic and effective when you can be giving people instructions to show them how they can push their own lives ahead. You're very comfortable with uh, combining big goals because of prestige. And when we bring that with power, it means that you as the victor like to be able to see ahead into the future, to see where we can go. And when we when we look at e- each of the conversations that you have, you can see that the adjectives which describe you, the adjectives that describe the victor are present every time you open your mouth to speak. And those are respected, competitive and results-oriented, respected, competitive, and results-oriented. Those are the three adjectives that the assessment uses to describe the victor. How do those three words feel for you? They feel really powerful. And Sally, let's just kind of break down for Fire Nation, how many different potential results are there? Like the victor's one, what's the total amount? There are seven different personality advantages. An advantage is a way of communicating. It means that in certain situations, you have an advantage over other people or you're most likely to break through and win. When you're communicating with your primary and secondary advantages, that's when you're going to be seen at your most persuasive, your most influential. My primary advantage is passion. That means I speak the language of relationship. I love to be able to have eye contact. Like right now, John, I've got, I have your photograph in front of me so I can be (laughs) looking at your picture almost like and if you could see can you hear how i'm using my hand gestures oh absolutely having a big bowl of (laughs) of of pasta and a glass of wine while we're you know (laughs) la 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 And so passion personalities tend to be very expressive. They like to um, have experiences. They like to participate. And they're, um, they, they tend to speak with exclamation points and smiley faces when, the, when they type. Um, passion personalities tend to not be very good at details. They tend to be much more focused on how they feel about a situation rather than intellectually deconstructing it. My secondary advantage is innovation. That's the language of creativity. That means that for me, creativity feels very natural and easy. It feels like a wellspring for me. When I use passion, which is all about relationship, and innovation, which is all about creativity, that's when I'm going to be able to add the most value. My archetype is named the catalyst. Your archetype is named the victor. And if we were to work together, John, my archetype, the catalyst, would work with the victor by saying to you, hey, John, I've got some ideas. What if we did this crazy easy idea and I would I would put a hundred different ideas on the wall and you would say, okay, well what are we actually gonna do? <laughs> like let's break let's break this thing down and see what we can really achieve. So those are two of the archetypes. There are forty nine total 49. archetypes. For example, there's the provocateur, the maestro, the diplomat, the the secret weapon, the evolutionary, the avant garde, the uh, the ringleader, 
the old guard, the deadbolt, the royal guard, the editor-in-chief, the ace, the coordinator. And each one of these archetypes has different adjectives that describe how the world sees this person at their best. And once you know these words, it makes it much easier for you to have um, an immediately persuasive way to communicate when you go into uh, an interview or you're writing your LinkedIn bio. Can we do an experiment? Can I... Can I can I do this experiment with you by by showing Fire Nation how you might write the tagline for your personality? I am at your command, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. The hand gestures just yes, got a little more. I heard the clapping. More excited. <laughs> um, every time you communicate, every time a person communicates, we either add value or we take up space. When we add value to our listeners and to our followers, they pay more attention to us. They they believe our opinions. They, 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 they believe us. They're more likely to take action on what we say, to follow us, to buy what we present to them. On the other hand, if we're only taking up space, then we become a distraction and an annoyance. It's almost like, John, you know that feeling when you're in the flow and you're writing an email or you're, you're really concentrating on something and it's going really well. You're in the zone, but then suddenly a spam email comes in, ding, and it ruins your distraction. How do you feel? It's an ad for a fake Rolex watch. How do you feel? I feel incredibly frustrated and disappointed. Yeah. It's, and, and it's annoying, right? And you're not likely to to take that person's email again. Well, this this is what happens when we communicate. Every time we communicate, we're either adding value or we're taking up space. And if we're just taking up space, then we become human spam. People start to put us into their mental spam filter. And you know this person, you've had somebody who's like mental, mental spam when they interrupt you during meetings to say something that means nothing, or they have a conversation that goes nowhere. So for you, the way that you're most likely to add value is through your advantages. And when you take the fascination advantage assessment, it tells you what your top advantages are. You're, and, and, and I said, I'm, I'm actually holding the book in my hands. This is the sound of, this is the sound of molecules, a printed book. Can you imagine? I'm doing the same thing over here, Fire Nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so when you when you find out your um, when you find out your advantages, then it gives you the adjectives to be able to describe yourself. So your adjectives that we just described are um, respected, competitive, and results oriented. That means you're most likely to add value through those three adjectives. So let's let's describe a situation. What's a meeting that you might go into, John, in which it's kind of a it's kind of a um, you need to bring your A game. You really want to win in the moment. What would be an example of that kind of a conversation or a meeting? Okay, so Entrepreneur on Fire, we have sponsors for every episode. It's a large revenue generator for us. And I actually do have these meetings with sponsors who are about to lock in to at least three months in about forty to $50,000 worth of commitments. So I got to bring my A-game to that, Sally. And if you are in that meeting, you need to add value, not take up space. So before you go into the meeting... The way that you're most likely to win, in other words, make a make, make an influential impression, is by being respected, competitive, and results oriented. So let's just take one of those adjectives. Which one for, resonates the most for you of describing how you're different than other people? Respected, competitive, or results oriented? Results oriented, especially in this situation specifically. That's my number one goal going into these meetings. Imagine that you're going into the meeting and you're standing outside those doors, and in your mind. If, if you are not results oriented in this meeting, you will not be delivering your highest value. 
uh, if you want to go into this meeting and have them listen to what you say, have them invest in your projects to become part of Entrepreneurs on Fire, then you need to be results oriented. So the first thing that you might think to yourself is, um, what exactly are the results that I want to achieve? How do you think that through, John, when you're going into this meeting? I'm always thinking about the value that what I'm going to be providing is going to be an ROI for them, that return on investment. That's where I'm really thinking results. So I'm like, how can I show that Fire Nation, that my audience is a great fit for this sponsor? How can I show them that it's a win-win-win for me, for them, but also for my audience too, and that their ROI is going to make sense for them to continue forward? Great. Now, you've given us some really tangible examples that you might you you might make that list before you walk into the meeting. You might either mentally make the list or you might jot it down on a piece of paper. Or you might formally have that in a presentation that you would give to them. But it's important for you in this meeting to not only demonstrate that you can achieve results, but that you want the meeting itself to have results, right? Totally. And the more that you can do that, the more that you can focus on that, on being results oriented to make that your mantra when you're going into this meeting, the more that you're going to stand out in their minds as being a distinct communicator. You're not going to be a commodity and they're not, they're not going to be saying to themselves, oh, there, there are 20 other offerings that are exactly the same. We can go on this podcast or we can put our media dollars over there that you're making a very strong impression that will be much more likely to get them to, um, to value you highly. Now I want to take it a step further. When, when I'm writing a tagline for a major brand um, or a headline, there, there are two different things that we need to know. The first thing is what makes the brand different? The second thing we need to know is what does it do best? When we picked your adjective just a moment ago, based on the results of your fascination advantage assessment, that described for us how you're different and you picked results oriented. Now I want to focus on what do you do best? Do you have a copy of the book in front of you right now, John? I'm holding it in my hand. Yay. Okay. (laughs) I want you to turn with me to page 365. Okay, I'm there. Um, one of my favorite parts of the book is that I deconstruct exactly how to write the tagline for your personality so that you have this locked in your mind when you need it literally for marketing copy, like when you're writing your Twitter bio or you're writing your about section on your website. But it's also a rallying cry for you to have in your mind for these win or lose moments like this meeting that you and I are standing right outside the doors right. of. And, I, and so on page 365, you'll see that there's a list of nouns. And the, the, these are, these are nouns that we've, that we've found are the, are the most popular. So I want you to skim through these nouns. And while you're skimming, I'll be describing what these are. Your noun describes what you do best. In other words, it's, it's the type of opportunity or challenge or assignment that you sink your teeth into and you know you have a very high likelihood of success. So examples of nouns are accuracy, attention to detail, attitude, character, creativity, energy, expertise, insights, team building, thought leadership, work ethic. Those are just a few of the examples that are in this list. Now, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, John, but is there one that jumps out to you as being uh, the noun that describes what you do best? Okay, so I've actually underlined six as you were going through there. So I'm looking <laughs> so at those that's six. So you are respected, competitive, and results oriented. Oh, I love it all. I, I want to say the one that's jumping out to me that just feels right intuition wise is energy. Energy. I love it. Yes. Yes. I agree. Okay. So now we're going to, we're going to, 
um, we're going to build your anthem right now. We're going to take the adjective that you described, which was results oriented, and then we're going to pair it with energy. So at your highest value, John, you deliver results oriented energy. Now, I want to imagine we're standing outside the doors of this meeting. And if you go into that meeting and you fail to deliver results oriented energy, you will have undersold yourself. On the other hand, if you go in and you make sure that every word that you communicate, every idea that you share, that the overall impression of how they receive your communication is results-oriented energy, you have the greatest likelihood of achieving exactly the result that you want. So what's it, how does it feel when you're getting ready to go into this meeting and we're standing outside the doors and you're, you're, you're getting in this mindset of results-oriented energy? What does that feel like for you? Sally, it feels amazing. And it actually is really frustrating right now that I'm not standing outside that door because I feel ready to go in and dominate this meeting. Because when we're talking about the noun and what I'm looking to do results oriented, that's exactly what I'm trying to get across to every single one of my sponsors that listen, you're buying myself, you're putting money investing in me and the relationships of my audience that knows likes and trusts me, I'm going to be crafting these unique reads, these talking points into my language, into my communication into my energy and driving results to you through that. So your ROI makes sense, but it all starts with me, with my energy, with my words, communicating to my audience. Yes. And it's not just literally your energy as in the way that you, your inflections and, and the, the way you choose the perfect words to describe it. It's also that you have a, a mental energy that you're going to be thinking about this, that you're going to be investing yourself, that you're not going to be passive. You're not going to be a laggard. You're going to bring, um, a, a certain, um, uh, well, one might say a fire, a, a, yeah. a spark to it. You know, that the, the energy pervades throughout your, your entire brand through every conversation, your, your website, your marketing every email that you send. So it's not just that what you do is results-oriented energy, it's who you are is results-oriented energy. Now, I, I want to I flip this around just a moment and I yeah. want to give you a different scenario. Imagine we're standing outside those same doors and now I want you to take a look at the nouns that, that on page 365 and I want you to pick one that you look at and you say, ooh, Huh, that's not me. It's, it's not that I can't do that, but that is really not a place of, that's not a wellspring of energy for me. For, I'll give you an example. For, for me, um, attention to detail. I don't want to invest my highest and best energy, uh, highest and best use into attention to detail. It's not that I can't, but it's exhausting. How about, um, how about for you? Is there one that you look at and you say, that's probably not me? Hmm. Of all of these, attention to detail, Sally, just isn't really my forte. Okay. Imagine that we're going to go into this meeting and they're going to say, John, we don't really care if you inspire anybody. We, <laughs> all we care about is making sure that you pronounce our name correctly. You, we're going to give you 20 bullet points. You have to recite them exactly right. And we want you to rehearse it. And then we're going to approve it before it goes on the air. How would that feel for you? Huh, I'd be pretty deflated, Sally. Yeah, it would be exhausting, right? <laughs> now imagine that you're in a workplace, in an office or, or, or dealing with clients, just as most entrepreneurs are when we're dealing with prospects or employees. And imagine that we're being asked to do something that is exactly counter to what we naturally, um, where we naturally succeed. Imagine that, that, that feeling that we all have as entrepreneurs when we feel like we're moving through quicksand. We're exhausted. We're deflated. We're demoralized. We're very unlikely to succeed at our best. If we don't identify who we're not 
and who we are, then we're very unlikely to, to be able to over deliver. I mean, how can you over deliver if you don't even know what you're supposed to be delivering? So let's, let, let's continue on, on this, the antithesis of your anthem. Your anthem is results oriented energy. But now let me find an adjective that would be very different than yours. Can we post yours? Can we post your yours online? Absolutely. Your okay, cool. I love that. You and I have the same dormant advantage. Our dormant advantage is trust, meaning we don't like we don't like to get involved in the details. So it's funny that we both picked that. People <laughs> who have a dormant trust tend to be very creative. We like to be able to look at the really big picture and we tend to not like patterns. We don't want to do the same thing over and over again. We want to invent rather than replicate. Totally. Does that feel like a fit for you? Oh, I hire VAs every day for that reason. <laughs> right. It's important for us to surround ourselves with people who can do something, uh, who have an advantage that's not replicating our own advantage. I do the exact same thing. And when you look to your dormant advantage as an entrepreneur, it points you in the direction of who you should hire. So let me read some of the adjectives that describe trust personalities. They tend to be um, hardworking, stable, level-headed, capable, um, unassuming, um, productive, analytical, resourceful, um, organized, and principled. So uh, all, all those adjectives are positive, but when we, when we, th- those adjectives don't have the same ring to it as results oriented, competitive, and respected. So level headed and unassuming, those just jump out of me as not me at all. Yeah. So let's say, let's say le- le- level headed. Being level headed is not a bad thing, especially if you're in a ta- totally. tax accountant. If you, if you do bomb detonation, you know, <laughs> being level headed is really good. But if who you are is somebody who's trying to set the world on fire, then being level headed is, is not necessarily going to be the, the, the right thing because you don't want level. You want to be able to have bursts, be able to have fireworks. <laughs> so let's say we're going to say level headed attention to detail. When I took the adjective that did not feel like you and the noun that did not feel like you, we put those together. Who you are not is level-headed attention to detail. So imagine we go into this meeting and the client expects you to have level-headed attention to detail. Well, you have a choice at that point. As an entrepreneur, we've all we've all faced this choice. Somebody's offering us potential revenue to do something that is not playing to our advantages. In other words, it's not our strong suit. It doesn't feel like a wellspring for us. It sucks energy instead of giving us energy. The cost of working with people, working with clients that that are not buying into us at our highest level at our at our anthem is that number one it sucks up a huge amount of our intellectual space we have it we're exhausted by having to manage around this place that um where, where we're not naturally primed to succeed number two we're probably not going to overachieve it's very hard to over deliver in those situations and so we damage our reputation and number three it's an opportunity cost that we can't work with the people who are really going to love and appreciate and admire us because we're we're putting our finite resources in, into into a, um, the quicksand that's sucking up our energy. So it's crucial for us to be able to build our businesses around where what we naturally do and who we naturally are. For example, I, as a catalyst, my adjectives are out of the po- out of the box, energizing, and social. That means I'm going to succeed most in a situation in which somebody needs out of the box, energizing, social ideas. My anthem is fascinating communication. If you want fascinating communication and you want to learn how to communicate in a way that will fascinate your listener, I'm your girl. But if what you want is level-headed attention to detail, I, I'm probably not the right one. Um, I made a decision about a year ago 
to never do expense reports. My company simply doesn't do expense reports because remember what we said before, every time you communicate, you're either adding value or taking up space. If all I'm doing is uh, focusing my communication with my client on the expense reports, then I'm subtracting from that time where I can be adding value to them. So if there's an area where you can't over deliver, get it off the table, find Find those places where you can add maximum value. Do more of those. Identify the places where you are unlikely to outdo your competition or over-deliver and do less of those. So, John, let's come back to you and your anthem. Are you okay with me taking you on this little journey outside the, outside the doors of this meeting? Are you getting excited about this meeting with your, with your results-oriented energy? This is my favorite journey I've been on since seeing you on stage at Social Media Marketing World in 2013. <laughs> awesome. So um, so now let's imagine that we're putting your presentation together um, and and your job, remember, you're, if, if you only do one thing in this meeting, you must deliver results-oriented energy. So how, when you put the presentation together, should you do a boring PowerPoint with a bunch of slides and numbers and text, or should you make it more kinetic where you're standing up and really interacting with them? I am standing up in this room and just delivering eye to eye, arms flailing. I'm French, Sally. I have the same thing that you have going on. And I am just there exuding energy. When you're communicating with them, are they going to feel when you're communicating this way that you're being authentic and transparent and confident? Or are they going to see this as a rehearsed masquerade? Definitely the prior. I do not rehearse these things. I am just all about getting in there giving my energy, but at the same time getting it back so I can read that room. Exactly. So when we're communicating with our anthem, we're perceived as being more confident and people feel that we're being more authentic. So they're more likely to believe what we're saying. Whereas when we're just reciting a script, if somebody hands you a script and you kind of mentally running through it while you're talking, people aren't going to believe you. They're not going to, they're not going to feel a connection with you. So, um, so now let's talk about how this translates to your website. In what way do you create results-oriented energy on, on your site and in all of your communication with Fire Nation? So you land on our site and first and foremost, big old video of my journey of how I went from basically careers, which I now identify as dormant careers, where I was dormant in all of them, which is why I was just not succeeding and not having any passion to that point where I was able to unleash the energy, unleash the fire and get into Fire Nation and get into the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. And that is the path that I'm looking to take people on. That's front and center, step one on the website. That's a great example. You naturally create results-oriented energy, but let's say that's not the only way to do it. There, somebody could have somebody could have a series of podcasts, and they could be going into the same meeting, and they would have a, a completely different anthem, and they could be just as successful by being themselves. So the point here isn't that there's right or wrong. There's not superior and inferior. Let's um, can can we talk about Kate for a minute? Can we talk about her her archetype as the orchestrator? Absolutely. This is going to be huge. Fire Nation knows Kate. She is sending them emails every single week. She's the communicator. So Fire Nation knows her. I know they'd be thrilled to learn more about her. So hold on to your seats, Fire Nation, because we'll be telling you right after we thank our sponsors. Are you one of those knee-jerk reaction types where the phone rings, you're so programmed to pick it up that you don't even bother to look at who's calling you? Well, this can sometimes be a dangerous game to play. There has to be a certain percent of those calls that end up catching you way off guard. Either you weren't ready for the conversation or you didn't have your pitch ready, and now you're so mad at yourself for picking up the phone because now you're 
on the line. With eVoice, you don't have to worry about not being prepared for a phone call because every time someone calls you, you can just let it go to voicemail. You'll get an email transcript set to your inbox immediately. See why this could be a great thing for you? You'll actually be able to prep before you return the call. eVoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30-day free trial. So just go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes eVoice under 8 bucks a month. Evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, what's the status of your social media page design? Whether you're looking at Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or any of your other accounts, remember that your profile picture, cover image, and background images are all opportunities to communicate your brand. If your business looks less interesting on social media than it is in real life, it's time to get some updated designs. The pros at 99designs can help. You can get a vibrant design and create a cohesive look and feel across all your social media pages in under a week. Social media pages that have appealing visuals are much more likely to be shared. So definitely feel free to ask the designers at 99designs for out-of-the-box concepts. You'll really enjoy seeing all the creative ideas that pop up. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. All right, Sally, give us the details on Kate. Orchestrators are primary passion advantage, meaning they're great at relationship. Just like me, if, if Kate and I were talking, we'd probably be making eye contact. We'd use a lot of adjectives. We'd have a lot of fun. We'd have a, you know, both of us would be using exclamation points and smiley faces in our emails. Kate has a secondary alert advantage. That means she's really good with details. And this is a really unusual combination. Remember, I said before, generally, when people have primary passion advantage, they're very good at relationship, but they tend to not be good at getting into the nitty gritty. What what you have found in Kate is, a, is called a combo platter. It's two unusual pairings of advantages in the same person. That means in some situations, Kate's going to be able to connect emotionally and immediately with the other person to be able to, to build an emotional connection instantly. On the other hand, she's also really good at making sure that things keep moving forward. Budgets, deadlines, timelines, schedules, frameworks. She's able to put things into context. So she's not a, would you say that that describes her? Totally. And to the huge advantage of Entrepreneur on Fire, because that is not me. Yeah, so you've, you have, uh, you have a perfect yin yang relationship because you're going to see the big goals, but sometimes you may not be as quick to connect as Kate is and you may not, you may not see some of those details that are crucial along the way to make sure that things get executed. So, and, and, and likewise, Kate is going to be more focused on what, uh, on the people and how people are feeling and reading a room. And she was, she'd be able to give you guidance and leadership because you as the victor sometimes can get so, so focused on hunt the deer, hunt the deer. So, so imagine Kate's coming into this meeting. Now, I'm going to take a look at, at um, flip with me, John, to the very back of the book, and you'll see a nice big archetype chart where, where it's full color and you can Boom. look exactly at the archetype. Gorgeous. Isn't that cool? That is gorgeous. Yeah. Now, you know what you're looking at is called the galley copy. It's the advanced reader version that only gets sent to world-class influencers like you. Um, they're printed in a very limited number. Aww. And if we look here at the orchestrator, you can look along. The passion advantage, you can see that the orchestrator's three adjectives are attentive, dedicated, and efficient. Yep. Is that Kate? 
That is Kate to a T. So that's how, so when Kate's being her most effective, her most valuable, her most professionally attractive, she's being attentive, dedicated, and efficient. Which adjective do you think Kate would choose? I think she would choose attentive. Okay, so attentive is great. Now, attentive means both emotionally attentive and also attentive to details. Come back with me to page 365. What do you think of uh, when we look at this list of nouns? Remember, the adjective is how you're different. The noun is what you do best. What, which noun on page 365 do you think she would choose? And I'll, I'll give you a few that, that strike me as being orchestrator nouns. Um, accuracy, character, efficiency, precision. That was the word that I was keying in on was precision. That was precision. just, that jumped out at me just thinking of what Kate's done in all different facets, the emails, the communities that she's running. Every piece of that pie is so precise. She's basically running an orchestra. That's why I love that word orchestrator yes. for her. Well, if you think of an orchestrator, imagine them standing in front of the orchestra and they're guiding everybody through a program, keeping everybody on track, keeping everybody in, a, in w- with great precision. I want you to imagine in your mind, imagine a pyramid. And at the top of the pyramid is your highest value. This is when you're irreplaceable to your prospect. You can charge more money. You can choose when you work and where you work. That This is when you're operating according to your anthem. Your anthem is, um, is results-oriented energy. So when you're delivering results-oriented energy, you're at the top of your value. That is your highest and best use. On the other hand, at the bottom of the pyramid, ugh, you're a commodity. <laughs> the bottom of the pyramid is where you can't charge very much money. You can be replaced by somebody in a heartbeat. You don't have any competitive leverage. Um, people are not loyal to you and they're unlikely to remember you. And this is the position that a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves in, that their product is a commodity. And so they simply have to go on the price battle in order to survive. The bottom of the pyramid is a really miserable place. It's hand-to-hand combat. It's a dogfight. And it, it it's a vulnerable place to be in because you're competing on the basis of price. So what we're doing when we're describing your anthem, my anthem, Kate's anthem, is we're describing what does life look like at this fascination nirvana at the very top of the pyramid with the most valuable you. The most valuable you is when people seek you out because you specialize in a certain area. What we find is that high performers throughout all the, we've we've studied over 100,000 entrepreneurs and we've also studied high performing teams at companies like AT&T, GE, Cisco, Qualcomm. When we study high performers in any field at any level, We find that they specialize their personality in a specific way so that they're able to over-deliver very carefully. They don't try to be all things to all people. You don't have to be balanced. You have to be extraordinary. So the way that Kate is most likely to be extraordinary is by combining that adjective with the noun. We chose um, attentive precision. So now let's talk about how Kate might go into that same meeting. Imagine that it's Kate instead of you. Kate's not going to come in flailing her arms and uh, <laughs> and communicating the same way as you, right? No, how, not at how all. might Kate go about that meeting being her most successful? Kate's probably going to go in with a binder of really specific details showing why Entrepreneur on Fire really makes sense, past performance, down to the exact listener, what the exact dollar amount on that ROI is per sponsor, per spot, all the way down to the 
to the T, and then also showing the exact process that we're going to take the sponsor through going forward as far as crafting that perfect read. The fact that they're going to show up on every show notes page and on every on, the, on our menu bar, we have our sponsors tab, so they're going to be there as well, which is above and beyond, but she's going to make sure that they have the exact copy that they want mm. on that page that's going to best represent them. We talked a moment ago about how if you don't deliver your anthem in this meeting, when you need to win the moment, you haven't delivered your highest value. And the same is true of Kate. If she goes into that meeting and she does not deliver attentive precision, she will not have delivered her highest value. Yours is not better than hers. Hers is not better than yours. The point is to, is to find what is that mode of communication that where you can deliver and over deliver the way high performers do to give you the best possible chance of impressing and influencing your listener. So imagine that Kate, that the, the flight showed up late and her binder got scattered and she wasn't able to get a good night's sleep and she wasn't able to be attentive. And because she didn't get some information from a vendor that she needed to be able to put the spreadsheets together, she couldn't deliver precision. So imagine she goes into the meeting. How is she going to feel if she can't deliver attentive precision? Overwhelmed, out of place. Is she going to be likely to be her most persuasive for the listener? Absolutely not. So it's our responsibility if we believe that we have a message that matters, any kind of a message, whether it's a faith-based message or a message to our kids, or it's simply spreading a marketing message among our community, we have a responsibility to make sure that we're delivering it at the highest value. If you're not delivering your anthem, you're underselling your message. You're damaging your message because you're making it seem like it's just spam, that it's taking up space. So it's crucial for us before we go, before we deliver any kind of message that we pause just for a moment, before we hit send on the email to our entire list, before we walk into the meeting, before we raise our hand in a, in a, in a, in a difficult situation to interrupt and speak, we need to pause and think, how am I most likely to deliver value in this moment right now? And if you come back to your anthem, it gives you a home base. It allows you to relax because you don't have to make it up as you go along. It gives you a, a, a compass to guide your communication. As you're writing an email, John, if you send out an email to your whole list or you 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 put up a new um, post on your website and you don't deliver results-oriented energy, then you've undersold your message. And as you're the guardian of your message, so it's important for you to be able to protect that part of yourself to think, just as you would protect your stock portfolio or your home or any other asset, you have to protect the part of you that delivers results-oriented energy. And Kate has to deliver the part of her that delivers that tent of precision. I have to deliver, I have to protect my ability to deliver fascinating communication. So for example, when I travel as a speaker, I, um, I have a few rules that I always follow to make sure that I can deliver at my highest value when I arrive at my destination. I never make a decision decision while I'm traveling. My team knows if they need me to decide anything, it has to happen um, 12 hours before I take off. Number two, I always go to sleep at the exact same time. Um, I, I, I try to go on autopilot. I need, I need my, um, my, my team hyper organizes and manages the trip for me so that I can turn my brain off almost like I'm doing muscle memory so that I don't have to spend any extra energy on anything while I'm traveling. They literally give me a sheet of paper with the photographs of everybody that I'm going to be meeting when I reach my destination, all their archetypes, their dormant advantage, everything I need to know to feel a sense of connection with that person so I don't have to use up mental space like my gas tank doesn't get 
depleted. And these are the ways that we can be protecting our communication to proactively make sure that every time that we need to deliver to win at that meeting or, or, or writing the email, that we have the greatest likelihood of contributing. So the person wants more of what we have to say rather than blocking us out. So Sally, I want to break into something here because with Entrepreneur on Fire, we get into this one topic so often and it's so powerful and we call it the avatar because for a podcaster or for any online entrepreneur or just small business owner in general, you need to know who that perfect client is, who that one perfect listener or reader is and we just talk about that and crafting that but what we don't talk about nearly enough is how you so eloquently have phrased now your own personal anthem, Fire Nation. I have to be honest, every time Sally says, John, you need to be results-orientated with energy, I light up inside because it feels so right, it feels great. And then when you compare that anthem and approach your avatar, that's just that win-win combination. So Sally, it feels incredible to know that my anthem is a results-orientated and energy. How can Fire Nation find out their anthem? I mean, they're they're dying right now. What's going on? <laughs> well, they're, 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 first of all, we're reopening your code, John, and this time we're not going to put a limit on it. Your Whoa. code's going to be open. I know, I know, watch out. <laughs> Code's going to be open until July 24th. So I encourage people take advantage of this. And, and I have a request. If you, if you do the assessment and it feels like it's of value to you, please share it with your community. Remember, this is the first time we've ever done this and this is a grand experiment. Um, and we, we want to be able to, to give the difference that this makes. Imagine if everybody could look inside that magic mirror, see the best of how the world sees them and to deliver more of that value over and over and over again and all the areas of their life. So take the assessment and John, you'll have that in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, I'll give it now. It's um, here's the URL. It's how to fascinate.com slash U Y O U. And the secret code <laughs> is fire. 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 <laughs> and when you, uh, when you take the assessment, it takes, it just takes three minutes uh, it's 28 questions. The, the, the assessment used to be 153 questions, but what we found is the same 28 questions gave us the data we needed. Immediately, the algorithm will tell you what your top two advantages are. You'll get a um, an extensive report that's customized just for you, and it'll describe what we've been talking about, how you add value when you communicate and how people see you at your best. And then... Please send good energy out to the universe and go to Amazon if you can. Go to um, check out the new book, How the World Sees You. Discover your highest value through the science of fascination. The book comes out on July 1st. And I'm so excited that I get to be able to talk to you, John, and talk to Fire Nation to Yay. be able to check this out early. We are so fired up. I mean, it's such an honor to have you on the show, Sally, to be giving again this great gift, howtofascinate.com slash Y-O-U. Use that promo code FIRE for you, Fire Nation. Until July 24th, you'll be able to snag it. We're not putting a cap on it this time. She is just leaving it open. So get in there, get that, share it with your audience, write a blog post about it, write a blog post about your answers, do a podcast about your anthem, and get your 
your audience fired up about that, believe me, they will thank you. I can't even imagine to begin to tell you how many emails that I got from Fire Nation telling me how they were changed and moved by this one test, which is why Sally is now in the top 1% of Entrepreneur on Fire guests because she is one of 10 out of 600 and now over 40 interviews I've done. She's one of 10 repeat guests because of how much you, Fire Nation, loved her, how much you got out of it. So continue to spread that word. Let that ripple effect continue onwards. And Sally, I'm so stoked that we didn't have to keep it to a limit today because you and I are both getting together on a Wednesday with fairly open schedules. So let's not even feel like we're rushed closing this down right now. Just take another minute, kind of close this entire chat that we've had, maybe a nice little summation. And then once again, let's just give one last little chat about exactly why your book is powerful and how Fire Nation can just become a part of Fascination Nation. Fascination Nation. I love it. Isn't that when, growing on you? Yeah, it's really. It's, <laughs> I'm already seeing the type where it's just the word fascination, but the nation is a different typeface or a different color. I'm fired up. So right now. here's what I want people to think about there, there's a way in which you communicate that inspires other people and not only makes them fall in love with you, but makes them more likely to join you in whatever your cause is. And if you don't know, the way in which you communicate that's most powerful, you'll be very unlikely to make a difference in the world. When we spoke the first time, John, I described one of my favorite quotes that's that's in the book. The world isn't changed by people who sort of care. And I know that the people listening don't just sort of care. They really care. We're not entrepreneurs because we sort of care. We're entrepreneurs because we passionately, irrationally care about our products and our clients and our cause, our mission. My passion right now is Project Fascination, and you can find it at projectfascination.com. We want to be able to create a community program where people can pay it forward. People can share their own codes out and get involved as advocates to advocate for how people add value. If you want to be part of Project Fascination, check it out at projectfascination.com. You can sign up for free. You get 100 codes immediately. And we give you tips and tools on how to share this out with your own community, posting it on Twitter or giving it to people who, uh, who, who, who aren't reaching their potential yet in any sort of way, even your own blog. So it's my personal invitation to people to check it out before, before July 24th. And I really want to thank you, John. Because not only has it been great to be able to talk to you about your anthem, but you inspire all of us with your results-oriented energy. Those aren't just words that we created in this conversation. That's something that you live and breathe every day. And that helps us get better results and help us feel more energy. Thank you from all of us in Fire Nation. Sally, it is truly an honor. And Fire Nation, just like Sally said, don't sort of care. Be that person who really cares, who's really going to make a difference in this world and start that today. I want to know what your anthem is. I'm a victor with results-oriented energy as my anthem, guys. Let's let's find out what we are. Let's share that. Let's really get into the details about that. And don't forget howtofascinate.com slash you, Y-O-U. Enter the code FIRE, take your test, let Fire Nation know in the show notes, in the comments, what 
you are. I'm stoked to see that. Take advantage of this before July 24th and projectfascination.com. Become part of an incredibly powerful movement. And don't anybody go out and buy Fascination Nation before Sally does because (laughs) it's too good for her, guys. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Hey, um, let, let's give let's give one more flap of our our molecules of our Yay. actual. We live in a digital world, and I have to say that um, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to share something that's really printed on paper that you can actually hold in your hands to be able to share <laughs> that with your audience. I said, Kate, what am I going to do? I don't even have a night lamp next to my bed because all I do is read <laughs> my Kindle. So I got from Amazon one of those little twirly things you can just clip on your book, and it just lights the page. And I actually love it because now when Kate falls asleep. It's not like this lights on in the room. It's just my book. So you just had us take another step forward in that direction too, Sally. So on behalf of Fire Nation, thank you so, so incredibly much for sharing your expertise and your experience with us today. Sally, Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Wonderful. I'll see you over there, John. Fire Nation, your two favorite teams come head-to-head for the biggest game of the year. You're waiting to hear what time it's at, and then it happens. It's when you're on your way to the airport. Good thing you've got Slingbox. It's your whole at-home TV experience live, right on your favorite mobile device, available wherever you are. Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 